0: Privacy, what are the challenges and opportunities of the role today? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking today with Kirk Harreth. He's Chief Privacy Officer for Nationwide Insurance Companies. Kirk, thanks so much for joining me again. Tom, it's a pleasure
1: to be with you again.
0: We spoke during the middle of last year. How would you say your role at Nationwide has evolved in the months in between?
1: Well, it's, it's hard to say. I've been doing this now for going on 13 years, uh, so it did, has definitely evolved. It, uh, in the last year, I'm not sure. Well, in the last year, um, I got a uh, another group attached to my office, uh, uh, the Contracts Management Group, which has always been rather closely allied with my shop because of the importance of making sure that, that the contracts contain all of the necessary protections and controls, for our data, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, offshore or with third parties. So in that sense, uh, you know, it, it, it leads credence to the, the evolution of the role in general uh, across at least the United States, which is it uh, very often grows um, organically. You know, from the very beginning, it's obviously it's become a much broader role, started out very narrow, just looking at sort of privacy compliance, you know, now my operations include uh, the security law, um, contracts, and I also support the entire IT organization f- from an IT law perspective.
0: Kirk, in recent days, privacy has been in the news, in part because of new policies that are promoted by Google, in part because legislative bodies are interested in privacy. With all this external discussion of privacy, how does that impact what you do in your job Uh, Do you get more questions about your role?
1: I'm not sure I get more questions. As I said, we've been doing this so long here at Nationwide that that we're kind of a fixture. We're part of the culture now. Um, What it does, however, is I think it it increases awareness uh, among executives and employees when they hear things externally, and therefore it, it leads more credence to recommendations and advice or programs that my office might be putting forth, and then you know, from an external perspective, um, it does afford me an opportunity. Uh, very often to to speak to people like yourself, as well as to conferences. Um, it, it definitely is uh, something that has has not gone off the boil as far as an issue in the last uh, you know seven, eight, nine years. Kirk, what would you say today are the biggest
0: challenges that you're facing in your job?
1: Well, the biggest challenge is really balancing the duty to the corporation against the duty to the customer. I have sort of a, an interesting role because I am a, a licensed attorney, so I do have a, a duty to my client, uh, which is, at the end of the day, nationwide insurance. I also have this corporate duty to the customer as the privacy officer to make sure that the data that we use and that we collect is being used appropriately. Um, the way I look at it is, you know, there's almost there's almost always a way to get to where the business wants to go. And if they want to do something, the law is generally flexible enough that there's, there's a way, there's always a means to get there. But then you have to ask yourself whether it's something that the customer would appreciate or the customer would believe is in their best interests, And so it's this constant balancing um, between these interests. And it, it, I have to say sometimes it's it's like re- riding a razor, but uh, at least uh, to date, uh, my staff and I have uh, have been able to ride, ride it pretty well.
0: Kirk, when we spoke earlier last year, mobile technology and cloud computing were among the top issues for you. How have you dealt with those issues since then?
1: Well, as as IT counsel, which is one of the reasons I became IT counsel is because my group deals with uh, privacy and security law, and we began integrating a decade or so ago with the IT organization to make sure that we were baking, sort of putting privacy in up front, privacy by design as they call it today. We didn't call it that at the time, but that's basically what it is. And my role evolved into a general IT lawyer and my staff also uh, deals with the IT issues. What what we've done and we've been able to do because we're so integrated into IT is is we integrated into several work streams that that they've got in place around mobile technology and cloud computing. And through these work streams we've we've developed uh, uh, first pilots and then in some cases uh, production. So Smartphones are now generally in production here at Nationwide, and by that I mean, I mean iPhones and droids. Uh, we use, uh, we use a technology called Good, which is sort of a virtual sandbox, which we, you know, load up onto personal devices and through which associates can access their, their Lotus Notes, and contacts and calendar and even a secure web browser that gets them into our intranet. Uh on tablets, we've been going a little slower on tablets just because the form factor permits so much more creation of content, i.e. data. And we've got an we've really been focused solely on iPads because the droids haven't really, at least from our workforce, haven't really broken in as much as obviously the iPads have. So, we've got several hundred users uh, on iPads. And again, we, they're personal iPads. It's sort of a bring your in device. We load onto it good and permit people to access, again, their email, their contacts, their calendar, and a secure web browser. We also have an enterprise li- license with Box.net, um, which we use as a sort of a virtual cloud. Um, share Drive, and it's secure. We have contractual uh, guarantees from Box.net, so we've been able to create this this pilot where nationwide associates are permitted to use these devices uh, and the approved apps on these devices for nationwide work, and then they can can do their own personal stuff on their personal apps. But and then from a cloud perspective, there is a very broad undertaking here to um, come up with real policy and direction around cloud. I, mean, I think everybody has been using, you know, cloud as broadly defined for, you know, for years and years and years. Um, but we've got a, you know, we've got a very uh, well thought out process. And, you know, we're going to be coming up with a, a recommendation here in the next uh, couple months um very specific policies and procedures for how to um, use the cloud, wh- when not to use the cloud.
0: Well, Kirk, beyond mobile and beyond cloud, what are the trends that concern you most this year as a privacy officer?
1: Well, you know, the Great Recession has abated a lot of the um, state and federal proposals to expand Privacy and security responsibilities uh, in general. I mean, there's there's lots of bills that have been that have been proposed, uh, but very few have uh, have taken form. Uh, mostly because I think legislators are rightfully concerned that that they don't really want to harm. They don't want to do any harm to to, to m- more harm to the existing business climate. But what I see as a, as a disturbing trend is sort of this never-ending quest by government and I'll you know kind of writ broad for data and and this really includes data of any kind uh, through any means you know and they desire the data but they, at the end of the day when when they ask for it and when when they sort of fight for laws that permit them to collect it they they have very little desire to protect it at least to the extent that we're required to protect it. So you have these sort of uneven standards of, you know, we're required to protect it at an incredibly high level. Government standards, if they exist at all, are very low. Um, if they do if they do agree to protect it, they're reluctant to protect it at our standards. And quite frankly, if they make a mistake and lose it through sovereign immunity and, and other gaps in the laws, they're they're really not liable for for their mistakes. At the end of the day, the um, the old adage, you know, where's your data? I mean, if it goes to the government, you have absolutely no idea where your data is and who has access to it and even who has uh, perhaps made a copy of it. So maybe that's uh, sort of a civil libertarian concern, but it's, uh, it's a concern I have. And, I mean, it, where government has a right to the data, I think they should have the data. But once it hits the government environment, you have no idea where, where it goes. Um, the EU... And what it's trying to do by expanding the definition of privacy, um, is a little concerning. I don't necessarily think that it, it, that the ideas are going to immediately spread to the United States. Quite frankly, they haven't really spread to the United States. Uh, the EU directive of, uh, you know, 94 still hasn't really gotten here. Um, but it's it's you know these concepts are uh, very fluid and uh, the world is very small these days. So I do I do worry about from a practical perspective whether some of these uh, these ideas can even be implemented um, within our current information technology culture of today.
0: You, you hinted at your your response to this, Kirk. What are the legislative issues that you're watching most closely right now?
1: Well, we consider we, we can you know we continue to watch anything regarding changes to breach notification standards, privacy standards. Um, you know we're we're watching. There's a there's a the only bill that I think may actually have a chance of of passing this year is a sort of a information security national security bill that would permit uh, the federal government from essentially taking over private internet infrastructure. During cases of of emergency, which, again, getting back to my earlier concern, um, worries me. Um, you know, I think the privacy standards uh, debate today I'll, I'll talk about it a little later on. But I mean, sort of financial service industries and health companies have had a, a very kind of a strict, high level of, of regulation now for well over a, a decade. And we bake these these standards into our processes, into our products, and they are working very well. There are other companies who operate globally, uh, manufacturing and tech companies who really don't have standards, and they, and they they clamor for them, particularly at the federal level. They talk about uniform standards. From my perspective, we have uniform standards, and the um, the desire by some. In uh, in the industry in in the in the private sector to to get their own um, should not be um, I guess it should not upset my apple cart because any change to the current system uh, is incredibly expensive not just for nationwide but for for my my customers and for all of my competitors and their customers um, because like I said we've spent probably billions of dollars over the last decade or more complying with this myriad patchwork quilt of state and federal laws so
0: Kirk as the threat landscape evolves as the legislative landscape evolves how does the profession have to evolve
1: well we have to get smarter <laughs> and we have to get more nimble and uh, that that can be you know that can be a uh, uh, kind of a Difficult hill to climb. I think uh, you, you have to constantly be, be learning. And, uh, I was remarking to someone the other day that I probably consume, you know, 50 or 60 periodicals in a week. I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a real prolific reader, but I mean, it's hard for me even to keep up with the amount of change and information that that keeps coming at one who wants to stay abreast because the, the scope of the job is, is growing into technology and, and information security and contracts management and, and you know, data governance, uh, records management. Um, there seems to be a, an ever-expanding uh, array of, of issues and information one has to, uh, at least at a basic level, understand. I also see from a from a profession, you know, from a profession's um, perspective, you know, I mean, we're kind of all lumped together as privacy professionals. But you know, if, if you look at, at the last three five years, I mean, we're clear, we, clearly a lot of us don't have common interests. Um, I do have some concerns that, you know, while we all learn the same set of laws, rules, and standards. The profession is somewhat fracturing between those who work for either private sector and highly regulated companies, those who work, you know, and do privacy because of international obligations but really don't have domestic or a few domestic requirements, and then government, which really has very little liability for making mistakes and continues to want to to collect, you know, until volumes of data. And then what you would kind of call activists, non-profit activists, uh, uh, public policy groups who really um, don't, while they understand privacy, they don't understand the operational side of privacy. They, they're kind of they're much more ideological. And I, I do think the IAPP is doing a very good job of today of trying to tie all these interests together, but you know, like we see in all other areas of our personal and professional life, you know, when you have separate interests, it often points you in separate, you know, in separate pathways. So I think keeping, keeping all of these different interests in the privacy profession united around a common profession in the long run will be very difficult. Um, You know, I mean, the lawyers have, uh, have, have done it for years. Accountants do it. I mean, we, We all have different sides, whether, you know, plaintiff's counsel or defense counsel or lobbyists. I mean, uh, it's not that it can't be done, but I I do see, you know, there isn't a monolithic privacy profession, Uh, not that I ever think that there was, but I think maybe for the first five years we were able to um, sublimate some of our more base um, special interests, Uh, you start to see, again, like I was talking about earlier with the clamor by tech companies to want to have, you know, federal privacy standards, not understanding or not caring that that others of us have been living under our own standards for years. And if you change those standards, um, it's going to be very expensive for us. So, Kirk, a final question. If you were to boil it down,
0: what advice would you give to somebody entering the privacy profession today?
1: Find someone to mentor you. And I have tried to do that myself. I think fairly successfully over the years, I've salted some of my proteges throughout the industry. Um, not that I ever really wanted them to leave, but at some point, you know, uh, organizations grow and, and people, people's uh, careers, uh, grow and, uh, and they leave the nest and, and go elsewhere. And so find someone to, t- to mentor you. It's it, so if, if you're young and you're in college, uh, you're just starting out, go to LinkedIn, search for people in your profession who you may know or you may have uh, a connection through somebody else with. Get to know them. Find a mentor. And then learn the rules and the laws and the standards really well. Learn them backwards and forwards. And then join an industry. Because as I said earlier, it's, it's one thing ideologically or philosophically to understand these laws. It's another thing to to practically work with them in a real operating enterprise. Um, you learn very quickly that there are almost no black and white answers and that everything is sort of in the gray, which is very, very good. It gets you to think and gets you to actually be a better better privacy person. Um, also, I mean, avail yourself of all the great certifications available today through the IAPP in particular. IPP has uh, – um, they've, got, they've got a U.S. certification, a Canadian certification. They've got one sort of a privacy technology certification. They've got one that's focused at government. And then they've got a new one that just came out that's all around the EU. Those are those are very good. Um, and don't ignore information security. Information security is the – it's the yin to the privacy yang. Um, it's very important to learn how – privacy and information security intersect.
0: Kirk, a sound advice. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: We've been talking about privacy. I've been talking with Kirk Harris. He's Chief Privacy Officer for Nationwide Insurance Companies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.